Hello, everybody, and welcome to First Echo, a Metroid-inspired Starfinder game. Uh, here we have, uh, in alphabetical order, or at least um, Discord chat alphabetical order, uh, we have Carol, DJ, Eric, and Frog, uh, who will be playing with us, and Dawn is lurking. Um, so before we get into what this game exactly is, uh, why doesn't everybody do a brief uh, synopsis uh, of your character? Uh, we'll start with Carol. Hi, everyone. My name is say Carol. Uh, my character is I'm playing Captain, quote unquote, Amalia Lee Snow. Uh, she's a human envoy and a wannabe pirate. Actually, she was a pirate. She took the pirate theme. <laughs> so, yar, that'd be me. Okay. DJ? Yes, hello. <clears throat> I will be playing Kelly Mantry, the corporate analyst. That's it? <laughs> what do you look like, corporate analyst? Oh, um, Eric? <laughs> uh, hello. Uh, I will be playing Mal. A uh, a biohacker who's kind of goes around and studies xenobiology. Uh, do you want races too? I think the other two oh, are humans, one. right? Uh, yes, actually, you are correct. Uh, um, Kelly is a human. Is Captain Amalia Lee, if I said that right, uh, yeah. human? Yep, I said yeah. I did say it, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I, it didn't uh, come although, through. all right, to clarify, people can just call her Ama. Ama. It just okay. makes it so okay. much easier. Uh, yes. Well, as a non-human, I'm playing an Anasanoi, which I'm told is correctly pronounced Anasanoi. Um, God, I hope so. I don't know. Starfinder, like, <laughs> Paizo, come on, work with me here. Um, but they are a three-eyed, two-mouthed, white-skinned, triangle-head-looking ass. Um, and very tall, very gangly um, race. Uh, normally, like, eight foot. And then I think it said they were, like, normally pushing 200 pounds. So, so very thin. Um, he's kind of on the beefier side but still fairly thin. Okay. And Frog, who are you playing? Hi, everybody. <clears throat> I will be playing an android named AR4C3, uh, otherwise known as Ace. Uh, he is a Xeno-archaeologist, uh, but he's a relatively tall figure, probably lasting around six uh, feet. His body is uh, almost pure white, uh, and the exoskeleton of his android husk seems very smooth. The best way I always pictured him in my head was like uh, a more android version of, what was it, Eva from WALL-E, in terms of how smooth the body is and uh, the coloration that he has in his body. Okay. Our, uh, our little introductions out of the way. I am Sean. I play Occam in the normal campaign. Hi. 
I'm the GM this time. Hi, Occam. <laughs> uh, so this is First Echo, uh, and we will enter a uh, scene with each of our players here are in their own ships, but they are all approaching the planet Aether uh, in the Dasha system for their own reasons. Kelly has for, uh, forward word on uh, his workings in the area with, uh, and he is seeking out a Federation ship designation tier, uh, GFS tier. Uh, Mal, I assume you're looking for uh, strange creatures uh, here on the planet uh, that has been relatively untraveled by uh, by the Federation and other uh, rogue elements for some time. There's also notation of space pirates in the area, so their biotech might interest you. Frog, I, or um, Ace, your uh, your character is, or Ace is probably here because they recently, re uh, on another dig on a different planet, found a decryption device that works on Luminoth technology. And, uh, the last known location of the Luminoth was on the planet Aether. So that's probably why you're going. And Ama, Captain Ama, uh, as a space pirate of your own sort, although not the the faction, just like the profession, uh, I imagine you are after the space pirates' phazon stores that they are most likely mining out of this planet. Anything that'll bring me money. Yeah. So does that sound about right for everybody? Or do y'all want to make any change? Sounds good enough to me. Sounds right. Sounds yeah. flora oh. and fauna. Studying up, baby. Cuckoo, <laughs> right. you, ow. I plan on making away with anything that isn't nailed down and is worth something. Okay, that is going to be heavy. Uh, <laughs> so, you approach the planet Aether, uh, and uh, everybody give me a computer's check. Making me roll dice now. Just yeah. like Dawn. Everybody gets a computer's check right here at the beginning. Ooh, and I rolled good. Um, DJ, you'll get a plus two insight bonus on this check. That's a 27 for me. That sounds fantastic. Okay. I also got a 27. That's Damn. okay. Strange. I got a 27. What? Fucking shit. Are you kidding um, or no? Are you lying? I, ironically. I got a 27 before the plus two bonus. <laughs> take it away. Take it away. Just cut that out. Take Don. the bonus out. <laughs> Do it. Out. Okay, I will take the bonus away because either way you succeed. So, as God damn. Oh, that's wild. No, how, um, how the hell do we do that? That is impressive. That is impressive. All right. I think I think the game's just done right here. <laughs> yeah, we, can end yep. it. we all rolled the same number. That's it. That's a win. <laughs> I get my prize and go home. I'm yeah. honestly surprised at that. Happened. Next time on Hex Grid Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Don, you're going to have to run again. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so um, yeah. So, with a 27, you all succeed. 
with a conglomerate 27. Um, we all scratch our heads at the same time, like, hmm. You all pick up a faint transponder signal coming from a region on the planet uh, that uh, basic scans seem to indicate uh, other than some uh, high ion storms uh, that seem to coat the planet um, uh, that the uh, terrain beneath that is otherwise fairly arid. Um, but the transponder signal uh, carries a GFS, our Galactic Federation ship um, protocol tag, um, although the actual message seems to be heavily garbled. Um, and you get only a few uh, a few bits of decrypted uh, or not decrypted. It's uh, it's actually on an open band, uh, which is unusual for the Federation. Uh, but it, it does have an official GFS tag. Uh, it does have the designation of GFS uh, Anhor class gunship tier. And uh, the term uh, seeking assistance SOS is uh, repeated and accessible. Uh, in text, but not audibly. Um, so, um, what would y'all like to do uh, approaching this planet now that you have that information? Uh, Kelly would like to uh, scan the surface and uh, any anomalies that would uh, potentially cause harm or disarray to his landing since he wants to bring back all property uh, for the Federation, uh, intact and accounted for. All right. Um, give me another computer's check. Uh, yes. One moment, sir. <laughs> Let's see if I roll another 27. That is not a 27. That is a total of, uh, 18, because I rolled a 4. All right. So there are some high ion storms on the planet, but you don't suspect that they'll be able to break through your shields. Most storms are not, simply not capable of such a feat. However, they do reduce your visibility, so coming in a bit slow might be a good idea. Roger that. We will uh, reduce vector speed and uh, plot uh, the best trajectory course for the closest and safest landing spot to the distress signal. Alright. How about how about next? We'll, we'll go back down the line. Carol? What am I doing? Well, there are I assume you said there's storm, so I, I'm pretty sure I can see the clouds. And yeah, scanning so, for a pair won't do much good, so I want to try to get below it and then scan. Right. I don't freaking crash. Okay. But I'm, a good, I'm a pretty good pilot. All right. So uh, give me a piloting check. All righty. And uh, go ahead and hold on to it because I'm going to go with the other two before we get into what happens right. when you try and go in the atmosphere. So, uh, Eric, Mal? Yeah. Uh, uh, Captain, it seems like there's a bit of an SOS ground side. I'm going to hit up the cryo tube for a quick power nap so I can really hit the ground running once we get down there. Hey. Go to a little cryo sleep tube. Uh, you were on Tally's ship. I thought you had your own. No, I, I'm just talking to. A, I, I'm not the captain of my ship. I'm just. Uh, I see. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, I, I got you. I got you. Killing some NPCs. I got you. He could be on Tally's ship. She's not in the story. Oh, I'm imagining all oh. of my crew are going to die. So. Yep. Okay. Oh, so uh, you have the medium ship. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Frog, Ace, what you doing? Uh, I can see Ace having read that SOS signal, having it been repeated. And that's just a general broadcast when we get near the this uh, planet. What's it called? Aether? Aether, yes. Uh, or Ether, however you want to pronounce it. It's fine. Right. And there's no direct correlation to where that signal is coming from, is there? Because of the... Uh, th- there's weather. a general vicinity. It is dispersed. Uh, it mm-hmm. seems to be coming from an apparently arid region on the planet. Okay. According to initial scans. Um, it is odd. Uh, you probably think that it is on what appears to be a uh, a not an unsecured uh, channel. Um, it's not in a encrypted GFS channel. All right, I'm gonna make a roll for myself real quick, which will determine how I feel about what's going on. Okay. All right. So my base protocol is to is to follow the orders that were instructed of me. However, I have a secondary protocol, which would be if someone is in danger to assist, given that role. So I will try to land as close to the signal as possible. All right. So um, at that, uh, I would like everybody other than uh, Carol, because she's already rolled it, to give me a piloting check. And Carol, what was your piloting check? So that would be a 25. 25? All right. Do I need to give this since I'm not piloting the ship? Uh, you do not. No, I'll roll for you. Or for your captain. Okay. 19 I'll, I'll plus roll eight. for a dead guy. 19 plus 8, 27. Okay. <laughs> captain Peter. Hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. All right. Can I borrow your egg, Peter? So I... Okay. I don't know if Kelly would be on his own per se, uh, but he may be on more of an automated ship. But he does know how to pilot. Okay. Well, so, if uh, your computers is better and you're on an automated, like a AI or VI heavy ship, um, then you can make a computer's check instead. Oh, uh, well, oh. my pilot is technically better, so I'll just go with okay. that. Uh, it'll be a 30. Okay, so we have a 25, a 30... Uh, 27. And, um... I feel like 27 has to have a meaning in this game now. I know, right? Yes, shit. Um, so... Um, so we... We will not go with the lowest, because, uh, that is... That is, um, going to have different effects. But we will start with the next lowest, with Carol. Um, so with a 25, you're entering the, uh... You're entering the uh, atmosphere, and everything seems pretty normal at first. Um, but you notice there's like some severe color shifts coming through the clouds, and the ion, uh, the ionization in the air is ramping up to, frankly, unnatural levels extremely quickly. Your sensors are going pretty haywire. Um, and you can make me a physical science check if you have it. If not, I will just continue on with what's going on. Oh, well, I don't have it, so, um... Okay. 
Okay. I... Then uh, I guess I make no roll, no love. No. Okay. I don't. Anything else? Uh, so while you're flying down, um, just before you break the cloud cover, maybe by a few hundred feet, um, a severe um, electrical uh, phenomenon uh, happens around your ship. Uh, your shields go down. Uh, you red light inside. Uh, there's alarms going off. There's errors. Um, there's uh, indications of damage. And there's some heavy kicking uh, as your engines seem to have taken on some sort of damage or overload. Um, and your ship begins descending incredibly quickly. However, your piloting check allows you to pull up just enough and maintain what you can with thrusters and angular boosters to keep your ship from taking a much more damage upon landing. You angle for the nearest clear area on the ground uh, and uh, touch down roughly, but safely. My ship's in one piece. Uh, physically. I'm um, in one piece. You're in one piece. That this is, is that the is important, important thing. Is I must be in one piece. Okay. Uh, so, Ace, um, do you have physical science? I do. All right. So, a similar thing begins to happen to you as you enter the atmosphere. Go ahead and give me a physical science check. Kobe. That is a 21. A 21. All right, so you're not sure what could potentially be the cause of it, but you're pretty sure these colorful fluctuations you're seeing in the clouds are um, waves of uh, light blue shifting and red shifting, which have to do with time, uh, space-time dilation. Uh, so something, uh, something is very not right here. Um, and it would seem that these, uh, these pulses of color are becoming more intense. And as they do, uh, the, uh, the electrical ionization in the atmosphere ramps up to an extraordinary degree. Also, once again, frying, uh, frying many of the systems on your ship. However, just like, uh, just like with Ama, you are able to touch down safely. You... Angle yourself in the general trajectory of where you were originally headed and uh, are able to touch down on a large surface or are about to touch down on a large surface and we'll get to that. Um, so with a 30, uh, Kelly, uh, do you have physical science? Uh, Kelly does not. I do not know if the sensors would pick up anything. Uh, I'll give you... I'll, I'll, I'll give it, uh, let's see what would be appropriate, like a tier three VI, sound about right? Sure. Okay. Um, it is unaware of the temporal distortions, uh, but does indicate the rapidly heightening ionization, uh, which, yes, before somebody in the comments gets mad, yes, it's a plot device. Um, and <laughs> boom, ship, go down, but land safe. Uh, <laughs> now, now onto the yeah. lowest roll. Um, so Eric, you're, yeah. you've just popped into a cryo tube. Mm -hmm. You're not even like fully frozen up yet. You're like, oh, this sucks. I always hate this part. Come on. Just, just come on. 
Let's go already. Let's go already. Um, and you feel a, a heavy, heavy, like, lurch in the ship. Um, and, uh, like, an odd feeling across your body. Half frozen, half asleep. Um, it, it's hard to tell what's going on, but you definitely don't feel right. And you get that, that falling feeling in your gut. Um, and... Uh, you, uh, do you want to do anything at this moment? Uh, I like think you I'm can just... act like you could, you can try and like freeze up and hope that the pod will save you, or you can try and get out of the pod. It's up to you. I don't think he's ever been fully conscious for an actual like landing. He's always gone into the cryo tube. Probably like, like scared hours of beforehand landing? normal. It just... Uh, you know, be fresh when you land and you don't have to, like, worry about being tired when you're setting up camp, kind of. So mm. he's, yeah, he's just kind of, like, uh, working on the on the cryotube, trying to get it to hurry up. Okay, so he's trying, he's like, faster, 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 faster. Um, um, come on, come on. Oh, I hate this part. Okay. Alright, so, um, so, Ace, uh, what happens just before you uh, land is a medium-sized observational freighter um, plummets out of the sky uh, near you, uh, just trailing smoke and debris, uh, and it it slams hard into a nearby uh, rock face, a scattering dust, debris, uh, uh, all that shit. You know, all the all the big boomies. Uh, and, um, Mal, uh, you, uh, the, the freighter ship has, like, fail-safes for heavy impacts because it's, you know, it's normally in, like, really active asteroid, or really, um, cramped asteroid fields and shit a lot. So the, um, the module where you were um, is thrown from the ship which crashes elsewhere um, and Ace there's this huge like chunk of ship just flying toward you um, and you're able to maneuver out of the way um, uh, but it forces you downward so you bump into the ground pretty hard um, and as the module sort of hits uh, hits like a, a very old dried out tree and changes angles slightly both you and the module fall or your ship and the module fall through a crack that opens up in the ground from the uh from the crash uh and your ship settles down uh spitting and sputtering uh with the angular thrusters barely being able to hold the ship up uh, uh as it finally gives out and settles down uh, Mal, uh, you had just started to completely pass out from the, uh, from, from the, uh, cryotube when all of a sudden you were just spinning and getting tossed around inside the tube. Um, there is an error message, uh, displayed on the, uh, on the overlay of the tube, uh, 
and after you sort of get your senses back about you, um, you take uh, 10 cold damage um, as uh, one of the lines ruptures uh, before the the tube, like its emergency release opens and lets you out. Uh, you are not upright. Um, the whole module is on its side. So, I think both Ama and uh, and Kelly would have probably wit having having landed probably you know a brief moment before would have taken note of this massive ship just fucking smashing itself on a nearby uh, a relatively nearby rock structure. Um, so, what is everyone doing? Uh, I'm going to just take a take stock of what's wrong with my ship. I can do that. Yep, you can. You can um, do engineering, computers, um, perception. I will do. Mm, I guess I will do computers. I'm, I'm sure I can. I can find. Uh, I can find. I can get the scanners. You know, figure out what's wrong with the ship. Okay. Uh, well, uh, that's a twenty-one. All right. So. Your computer itself is somewhat damaged, but you're able to sort of boot it in like a a low a low capacity mode. Oh, I do that, and, but I also, to... you know, I, I do the uh, you know, I kind of hit it on the side a few times to get it to work. <laughs> yeah. You know, that way of fixing things. No, knock it, uh, concussive maintenance, knock a few wires back in place. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and so you you do a, a diagnostic on the ship. It looks like your energy core for your ship is heavily damaged and leaking, uh, which is not good. Um, if it keeps doing that, you don't want to be near the ship. Um, it's got another, um, your uh, port engine uh, is just not reading at all, like period. It's missing, oh as far as the computer is concerned, it's at least. missing? As far as the computer is concerned. I'm gonna go look. Is it really missing? Uh, when you go out there, it's not missing. Um, it does have a giant scorched hole blasted into it. Oh, Jesus. Um, great. Uh, so it's, it's not in a uh, good place. Uh, your stabilizers and boosters and stuff will still work, um, but they're not really enough to fly around for uh, any great distance. They were definitely enough to help slow your descent and control the ship during descent, but you're probably not going to be able to get the ship back off the ground in any reasonable way without some sort of repair. How big um, is the core, by the way? Uh, physically speaking, uh, yeah. do you mean in a in a space or in a bulk? I mean, can I take it out and toss it away from my ship before it blows it up? Um, <laughs> I'll say that the the energy core itself, like the modular part that you could take out. Yeah. is only like it's probably a series of four uh three bulk tubes um however uh you would probably know if one of them is leaking you don't want to be near it it's okay. it's less about boom it's more about sick uh okay so it's like radioactive yes okay then i don't go near it <laughs> um now you could if, if you want to play, you know, 
radiation roulette, you could try and salvage the ones that aren't broken. Mm. Nah, not a good place okay. to get sick, really. All right. All right, so you can probably best guess um, the uh, the engine room, essentially, uh, the energy room, uh, can keep everything below strong radiation shielded. So uh, until the until the contents of one of the cores is fully evacuated, it should be able to handle it. So it might be best to just not fuck with it. That's the plan. Okay. Um, so we'll go now with uh, with DJ, with Kelly. Uh, what are you doing in the first moments after landing? Oh, so how rough was the landing? Your landing was fairly smooth. Um, it was the descent that was very rough. But just like uh, with uh, Ama's ship, you're not likely to be able to get it off the ground in any meaningful way. Uh, you have a functioning rear thruster, uh, but all of your ancillary thrusters and uh, your grav engines are completely tanked. Okay. Um, first thing is I'll assess the damage to the ship, categorize it, and see what type of options we have to deal with uh, onboard ship, and um, take note of what will need to be required to repair said ship. All right, that will be an engineering. Okay, I could do that. I believe. Just, yes, engineering. Ooh, that's a horrible engineering goal. That is a 17 total. Um, it becomes very overwhelming once you start to assess the damages. Um, basically, everything that lets your ship move except for the primary rear thruster um is is tanked like it, it's going to need to be completely replaced it mm. it probably can't be repaired without like a proper start up um mm. so uh probably your best bet as far as you're concerned is to find the tier and see if it's still operational or at least uh, operational enough that parts from your ship or perhaps from the massive freighter that just uh, crashed into a nearby uh, rock face might be able to patch together and get off world. Okay. Um, so I guess before I head out um, I will download all relevant information onto my own uh, data jack so I will jack into the computer well I'm assuming I was mostly jacked into the computer while uh, assessing yeah. everything uh, but I will download all relative information that's needed and scrub all uh, leftover information um, that uh, could be deemed um, dangerous or uh, breach of protocol or potentially sensitive um, I will then do a scan of all the surrounding vessels that are in this vicinity. Obviously, the large freighter that just crashed, and if possible, if it's in range, the uh, what was the name of the ship um, that I was looking for again? So uh, it is the GFS tier. It is an Onhur class gunship. Uh, GFS G is Galactic Federation ship. GSF. GFS. FS. Galactic Federation ship. Tier. Yeah, T-Y-R. 
and it's a gunship. So, um, do I know how much um, crew is required to fly a gunship? Um, poorly, it could be done with about two people. Um, preferentially, it requires a team of four to fly, uh, and it can hold up to 40. All right, that is good to note. Um, and of course, any scans, uh, if my scanners are working on any of the, uh, you, any other vessels in the vicinity. Yeah, your scanners are working pretty well, so go ahead and make me a computer's check. Okay, let's see if I can roll better than a three or a four. <laughs> okay, that's slightly better. Good. That's a nine. So that's a total of uh, 23. Okay. So yeah, there are several other vessels nearby. Um that have emergency transponders uh, from their crashes running. There seem to be um, there seems to be one unregistered uh, transponder going off uh, somewhat to your south. There's another uh, to the east where there seems to be some physical interference. Uh, 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 there's obviously one coming from the direction of the big fucking freighter. Uh, and there's another one slightly north of the one to the east. Um, your scan also shows that there is uh, within, not as far as the freighter goes, because um, that is a little far, but within the other, uh, the eastern and the southern ones, there are respectively two life, uh, two um substantial life forms and uh one substantial life form hmm. okay um do any of these responders have a uh federation um serial number or designation or do they all seem to be independent um the southern one seems to be unregistered period uh, so, um, you can make me a society check on that one. Um, and I'll ask Ace, uh, do you have any affiliation with the, uh, uh do you mean a culture check? Galact yes, that's what I meant. Yes. Sorry. Oh, um, Low number still rolling up. Uh, that's a 19. Okay. Um, might be a scrapper, might be, you know, like a custom ship, mm -hmm. uh, that's not fully set up or it might be a pirate. Probably not space pirates, though. They don't. They have a different kind of transponder altogether that's generally recognizable. Okay. Um, and by that, I mean, like, the faction space pirates. Um, Ace, um, any affiliations? Uh, no. Okay, so there, so there's an independent but registered, I imagine, uh, uh, to the east. And, of course, the the one to the uh, northeast or east northeast is um, Federation uh, that you would assume is the tier. All right, um, I will lock things down, power down, and probably head to the freighter. That seems like the most mm, well. Th that took the biggest hit down, didn't it? Uh, the freighter, yeah. The freighter is probably scattered over a few miles altogether. Yes, I will head to the freighter to assess the uh, damage um, and also to see if there are any survivors or supplies or whatnot, since I am right. stranded here to 
for the unforeseeable future, I need to make sure what uh, supplies or others um, may be there. All right. So when you step outside, your um, everybody's got a visor. Um, visors are basically a data pad, um, but you wear it on your face. Um, and uh, so when you step outside, your visor indicates to you uh, the basic conditions of where you are. Um, and it tells you that the conditions in the area are arid and dry. Uh, the air is slightly below uh, good living standards. Um, it would be survivable without your armor, but uh, extended uh, periods would lead to health problems. Um, primary risk, uh, death due to dehydration, uh, as there is very little water. Mm -hmm. um. Um, you can use your visors to make scans. Uh, these are essentially a flavorful way to make uh, knowledge checks about things, and they will allow you to make knowledge checks about things within 30 feet, uh, even if you are not trained in that skill. All right. <clears throat> yeah, so I will just begin to... Uh, Kelly will just begin to make his way over to the uh, freighter. Okay, so you start making your way there. It looks like it's going to be quite a trek. Uh, it landed the furthest out of anything. Uh, and so you start making your way that way. Uh, we will go down to... Or we'll go to Ace now. Right, um, so you, you said that I fell down this hole that appeared because of a module that came flying at me. Yeah, so basically you were going to land on this sort of like mesa and with the explosion, the the seismic activity and this part that like flew over you and, mm -hmm. and like hit the ground and stuff, uh, a small crater, not crater, um, chasm opened uh, into a cave system uh, uh, into which your ship skidded and fell, but you were able to uh, maintain uh maintain like control of your ship so you didn't crash hard uh but uh much like the others you don't feel like you can get your ship out of this hole uh it can't right. take proper flight uh right. and the module also fell down in the cave with you all right so i am in a cave and my ship is stuck uh, i will power down my ship take whatever uh computer chips or anything that I may need to keep for scanning purposes later. Uh, okay. And then make my way over to the module that came uh, that came with me down here. Okay. So you head over to it. Um, the ship module is about uh, twice the size of your ship um, by itself. Uh, it appears to be on its side. There's an access hatch about 15 feet off the ground. Um, it wouldn't be too difficult to climb given the uh, structural nature of the of the module. But uh, from where you sit, there's no there's no entry. Okay, uh, give me one second to double check something. This is a new class. Uh, new class, so I'm still. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Learning a few things. Uh. If that's the case, uh, how high did you say that was? Uh, 15 feet up to the access hatch. Okay, so I look up. Uh, can I scan this 
this module, see if there's any living organisms inside. Um, give me a perception check. Uh, and you will be using your visor for this. Perception check. Just reading my abilities just in case. Okay. No problem. So. Uh, 30. Okay. So your visor, and unless you have some sort of x-ray vision, cannot pierce the, uh, the actual, um, ship itself or the container. Uh, but, uh, you, it does help you like look for things that are indicated and like helps you zoom in and shit so you can read things. Mm -hmm. So you look around and there is an indicator near the access hatch blinking uh, that indicates there are life forms inside. It does not give you a count. It does not give you, you know, is this an animal? Is this a person? Is this a bio lab? But it gives you there are life forms inside uh, and that the entire structure is in distress, basically. Based off of... Uh my one protocol that overrides uh, my initial one i have to go in there and ensure that everyone is safe so what i will do is use the uh, nanite set basically make up the entirety of my body you see as i stand there and i gauge the distance of the access hatch uh, the nanites it looks like pieces of my body just kind of float off and attach to themselves to create a structure. Uh, I am using the Instant Architect knack to literally form a ladder out of the nanites that my body's made out of, and I climb up to okay. the access pads. Uh, okay, hatch. cool. Uh, yeah, so there's a simple, you know, big red button, you know, press in case of emergency, uh, smack it, the hatch, and then like opens. Uh, and Mal, um, so you've just been dumped on the floor uh, by the, or rather, you've been dumped on the wall by the uh, by the cryo tube uh, as it has ejected you due to its emergency protocols, uh, but not before it sprayed a whole bunch of like fucking liquid nitrogen basically all over you. Uh, so you are laying on the ground, uh, and uh, it's dark. Uh, the emergency lights are on, but they're pretty dim. Uh, everything's tossed around. Uh, you think you crashed. You're not sure where you are. And then uh, the emergency hatch um, that's normally in the bottom of the room uh, cracks open uh, and light comes in. I uh, kind of pull myself, pull myself up, feel that, you know, that nausea and kind of weakness building and I open up the little case that's like strapped to my chest pull out one of my biohacks and inject it to okay. uh, basically gets rid of pain and nausea um, effects or gives me a bonus against them at the very least okay just look around captain Rerad, you there? No response. Uh, but Ace, you hear somebody uh, talking inside. Okay, I will. Um, I will respond and say, "Hello, are you able to move?" Yeah, I'm. 
I'm a little beat up, a little battered, but I'm I'm okay. Who who are you? Uh, as he asks, who am I? I begin to make my way inside uh, and follow the sound of his voice. And I will say, I am AR4C3. I am here to assist. Do either of you have dark vision? I, <laughs> I'm an android, if that has anything to do with that. I, I, I've forgotten if androids do. I think they just have low light. Quite to the contrary. I have low light blindness. <laughs> what? Yep. I can Wait. sense thinking creatures within 30 feet, though. Oh, okay. Oh, I guess that's that's a good trade-off. Um, let's see. Uh, Do these are these visors equipped with like a little flashlight or anything? Uh, yeah. It, it's like the flashlight on your phone. Yeah. Immediately would have uh, popped. Yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah, I would immediately click that on. Yeah, they're not great, but they there's something. Um. So yeah, um, this helps you find each other pretty easily. Um, when you look into the, uh, or when you climb in, uh, this looks like some sort of, um, like uh, almost like a bedroom. Um, it's maybe meant for, or like a barracks, I guess, bunk room. That one, bunk room, uh, probably meant for four people, uh, but you only see one person. Uh, a uh, an asinoi, um, which I believe that would be a culture to know, technically. You want me to roll that, or are you just giving it to me now? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, they're not like weirdly rare or anything, right, Eric? Not especially prevalent. Prevalent? They're not especially mm -hmm. prevalent. I can't say that word, uh, but they're not like rare. I don't think. Okay. I'll say DC 15. Okay. You said culture. Yeah. Uh, I would, I will not make this. Okay. So I alien humanoid, uh, unfamiliar, uh, unfamiliar species, uh, seems to speak common. Not uh, in your database. Are they pinned to like pinned under anything? No, uh, just look disoriented and uh, dumped over on the floor. Uh, seems to have uh, had some. Uh, seems to have been exposed to some sort of uh, frozen liquid. Right. I can see this like being angled. This uh, this module is not sitting flat, so I have to like make sure hold the top of the. Uh, the inside of this uh, tube as I'm walking through to make sure I don't slide down accidentally, but I get as close to this figure as I as I possibly, like as comfortably close as possible. Uh, yeah. Try to kneel down, keep myself balanced, and say, "Do you think you can move?" Yeah, yeah, I can. Just I need to collect myself a bit and. I'm like squinting at him because of how bad my eyesight is and uh, I need some help getting out of here. Uh, as you're saying that, he's already reaching his hand out to help pull you back out. Um, 
even though he's like squinting around trying to see anything as soon as you reach your hand out it's like an instant grab just perfectly deft at knowing where you are deft yeah you, when you when you grab his hand, you feel like he's almost made out of scales. Like you feel million, like hundreds of tiny little bumps all across his hand, which I'm sure probably feels weird uh, at first touch. But uh, I guide him out, uh, and I ask as we're climbing our way out. Uh, I say, "How many of your crew were there?" In your in your head, as I start to switch to uh, telepathy, I'm I'm just kind of like groaning out loud, but I'll telepathically say, "There were eight of us. Four were on the bridge. Two were two were in the uh, research lab. One was in the armory." And me, I was the only one in the bunks. That is unfortunate. And once we get to the uh, edge, I'll reconstruct the ladder so that he can climb down. Uh, and unless he has anything more to say, I'll just turn back inside and see if I can find anything else in this module. Various knickknacks, you know, personal effects. Um, mm -hmm. Mal, I assume some of the 40 bulk worth of shit that you have or whatever it was is in there <laughs> that you can yeah. have him help you pull out. Yeah, I'll I'll lead him through what's left of my ship and collect up my <laughs> inventory. A lot of it is like stuff to set up camps. There's a really nice large tent. There's um like a culinary synthesizer, just a very basic one, like fire extinguishers, canteens, hammocks, hygiene kits, just a lot of stuff like that. And I will say that uh, in addition, if you scrounge around um, a couple of, you know, UPBs that fell in the floorboards, so to speak, uh, come out. So you've got like 12 UPBs actually in my inventory i i do have upbs oh okay well then fine but that's probably you don't have 12 yeah <laughs> uh and kind of searching around that you would probably be able to see this uh like green splotch just like splattered across the wall and i go oh you made it there good i was worried about you too and i reach my hand out and it kind of like Slorps onto my hand into like a little glove. And I just kind of start like scratching it. I go, oh, this here is, uh, this here is Elohim. It's my, uh, my little prug. Offer it. Kind of offer my hand to you with just this weird looking glove on it. And then it slorps up into just a, a little slime blob. Kind of chirrups at you. Uh, Ace just kind of looks. If he could blink twice, he would, and just say, It is a pleasure to meet you, Elohim. It, uh... Dial up noises in response. <laughs> 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 it is 
do I know what a prug is? Prug. Prug. They're pretty common. They're just little uh, like goop monsters, basically. Okay. They don't really do anything. They just are really good at looking like. It looks like flubber. I was gonna say it's like a a green grimer, but flubber is much better because that is green. Yeah, very much like Flubber. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so, oh, go ahead. Are, are you, uh, are you from this planet? Are you a native? Negative. I am actually here on task. However, I noticed that there was damage. A ship came down. My, <clears throat> this is really hard to do. My protocol right. ensures that I must make sure everyone is alive. Well, you're uh, certainly a unique one, but I think with uh, well, you you said you came down. Do you have a ship then? Unfortunately, it's trapped inside this very chasm that we are in. Unfortunate's right. Well, I think it might be best we stick together. Uh, Affirmative. Yeah. The odds yeah. are slightly higher with with both of us together. Certainly, and the. Flora and fauna that my crew and I came here to research are, well, let's say it's always best to assume hostilities before pleasantries. Yes, and it seems that the nature itself, outside the weather, doesn't seem to support our existence. All right. It does. It's just it'll give you health problems if you live there for a long time without your suit. Is someone else there? <laughs> God, is that you? It's 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 your visor Operation telling you. Are it's you there? Cor- it's correcting you. <laughs> no, there's no response from opter from operations. Are you there, God? It's me, Malgret. <laughs> Papa. Uh, that's all I have for you. Okay. Well, I've got one more thing. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm I'm looking around uh, and I'm watching your goop uh, until I finally look up at you and I say, "And what is your name?" Oh, sorry. In the uh, the shakeup, I have forgotten my manners. Well, you might be able to pronounce both of my names, but most people call me Mal. A pleasure to meet you, Force. It's a pleasure to meet you, Mal. I'll shake his hand. Or offer my hand to shake. Ditto. At the same time, we do a Predator handshake. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, from the Predator handshake, we return to Ama. Um... So, Alma, you've just assessed your ship. The damage is pretty fucking bad. And you know that there was a transponder for a Federation 
ship of some kind nearby, um, but you're not really sure which way that is. However, you did also just see a freighter crash, and as a space pirate who steals everything that's not nailed down, I'm sure you figure you might be able to get some parts for your ship there. That, that is for sure. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that is exactly what uh, my mindset would be. Also, you know, who knows what other, other things I can salvage as well. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there'll be somebody on there I can help. I don't know. I'm somewhat benevolent. Um, okay. Before she leaves, she's going to take her, her compute, little computer or whatever uh, data pad. And mm-hmm. she's going to make sure she's downloaded, like, a map of the area, things, because she was planning on coming here, so she would have had, okay. so she would have had this stuff, you know, anything relevant. Yeah. Um, uh, give me, uh, give me a computer's check for, or a, um, is oh, there geography good. in, uh... uh, I've got computers, I don't have okay. geography, uh, computers, that's 11 plus 17 on the die is 28. All right, so your scanners were able to provide you with a uh, simple uh, topographical map of the area. Um, It does appear that there are several rifts, canyons, and mesas in the area. So traversal of this area without this map will prove pretty difficult. So it's a good thing that you have it. Um, You suss out a route towards the edge of the map that you think will lead toward the freighter uh, that descends into uh, not super deep but canyon nonetheless uh, um, and heads uh, heads toward the freighter. Alright, so I head that way. Another thing too, uh, when you, you know, the map finishes initializing, uh, it pulls up a few prompts on there for you to click on should you be interested in them. Uh, they're just like little dots, and they don't tell you much other than unless you decide to open them. Alrighty. There's uh, two, uh, well, most of them to, are to the north of you. So there's north, northeast, north, north, northeast. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the freighter's off the map, so. And then I lock up, lock up my ship and head towards the freighter. All right. So you start heading toward the freighter, um, and, uh, Kelly, um, I'm only going to stay with you for a minute here, but, uh, basically you're heading straight for the freighter, um, according to your last, uh, yes, unless there's anything, um, in the way. Uh, there's a big hole in the ground in the way. Well, there's a canyon in the way. Um, you feel like you probably are going to have to backtrack a little bit, um, to find a way down, uh, unless you have a way, a a means of flying or jumping about 150 feet. No, uh, Kelly doesn't have anything fancy like that, so he will have to backtrack. Okay. Uh, you could also climb down. That's an that's an option if that's easy. Uh, how or... how deep does it look? Um, it, it's only about um, ninety feet deep uh, at the edges. It varies a little. Um, actually, what is it? Uh, that will not be a problem since I mm-hmm. have a climb speed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, so Kelly, Kelly just seems to be very apt at climbing, and I will, um, I'll scurry down. He probably does, like, some, um, spelunking and whatnot, uh, in hollow simulations somewhere else. Okay. You know, gotta keep, gotta keep active. Can't just be in the office all the time. Okay. So, yeah, you're able to make your way down. What is your climb speed? Just so I have an idea of how quickly you're able to do this. 40. Oh, shit. It's your land speed. 40. <laughs> okay. At least it's, at least you're not faster at climbing. That, that's I, I, do, I do very good uh, um, cardio as well. Okay. <laughs> Sounds familiar, don't it? No, right? Um, I mean, how's it feel to have somebody who's really fast in our party that you have to deal with? Hmm? We'll ask him at the end. <laughs> I was I was just surprised. We need That's to all. get it obnoxiously bad though, just like most people know. find it surprising. Seventy. Yeah, we need to get it to that level. Just cause. I'm sure, I'm sure I could if I picked the right feats and stuff. At hashtag reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah so you're able to descend relatively quickly and just like oh a wall down. Uh, I will take a I. W- <laughs> Walk the 150 feet across. Up. <laughs> I will take a reading, or Kelly will take a reading of the um, surrounding landscape, see if there's any type of mineral deposits or whatnot in the vicinity, okay. or any um, hostile gases, fluids, uh, the like. All right. Uh, if you don't have any special scanners, your visor allows you to scan things within the 30 within 30 feet, uh, and you can um, also visually assess things. Yes, because I have no. I don't have physical science, so that's not really going to do much for me. Yeah. Well, so it can let you make physical is. science, but it's just at your base bonus. It just treats what you as... What would be training. my base bonus? Just, uh... Just your just um, that, right? intelligence, I think. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll just make a roll quick. Uh, yeah, that's a total of seven total. Because I'm rolling um, really low numbers. You don't see anything that would indicate that there's something of greater, you know, threat down okay. there as opposed to up here. Um, uh, you know, you, you look at it, you see a canyon wall, there's layers of rock, um, probably limestone, but I will also scan for indigenous life forms and make sure there's nothing hostile in the area. All right. That one's just a perception. Mm, Yes. That's much better. Um, that would be a total of 32. Okay. So you look around and you see some, uh, you see some, you know what a, a thorn hopper looks like? I've heard the term, but I don't know what it or looks like. like a, it's, it's like a tree hopper, but with a thorny back okay. instead of a leafy looking back. Um, yeah. There, you see some things that are about f- between the size of a fist and the size of a, like a kitten uh, that are like thorn hoppers. Um, just roaming around uh you can make a life science on them if you want uh that'll be it just base all right which will be a total of 10. so these are a fairly common uh insectoil uh insectile creature they are common across multiple planets uh they are an invasive species but not terribly destructive they tend to not eat as much as they look like they would um they're passive, uh, but they can be a bit of a hazard if you, you know, just fuck around with the big spike on their back. Um, but generally, they're not aggressive. They're not 
Uh, they're not anything to really worry about. It's a bug. It's, a, it's just a big bug. Yes, yeah, a big bug. Um, but right, yeah, that's um, pretty much all you've seen. You don't, you don't see any living plant life. There's plenty of like. I, I won't say there's plenty of. There's trees here and there, but they're all like long dead, like dried out husks. Mm. All right. No, um, this is not what I'm here for, so I'm not gonna worry about it too much. Okay. Um, I will continue on, um, just keeping my scans open for anything that might um, uh, pop up. Um, right. uh, oh, I will also try to have a background feed of any. Oh, how should I put it? Um, of like life form readings to make sure. Um, Basically, you're keeping an eye out. Yeah. Thematically. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so, also having um, it, like, sensors or whatnot. Yeah. So, um... Uh, you would probably notice halfway across the, um... Halfway across your little traits across the canyon to climb up the other wall, um, that, uh, off to your left, there's a humanoid figure that walks past, like, a stone column. Uh, stone but it's column? too far... It's too far for the sensor to, like, pick um, them up. Let me ask something then. Uh, the stone column, does it look like a um, man-made structure? No, it's just um, it's just freestanding uh, limestone column. Um, and actually, this brings up another question that I'm assuming my character and probably other characters would have uh, assessed before coming here. This planet, has it ever been colonized or have um, any history of life on it? Uh, give me a... Uh, that would be culture. So yeah, give me a culture on that. Oh my goodness me. Total of 16. Uh, yes, this uh, planet was designated as a... Um, as a world that was at least at one point colonized by the Luminoth. Uh, it has not been colonized by Federation. Uh, and... Uh, otherwise has not had much interference with the Federation uh, in many years, uh, though there have been reports of space pirates in the area. So I guess um, for both mine and potentially listeners' sake, what are the Luminoth? Uh, the Luminoth are one of the um, sort of early spacefaring uh, species. Um, you probably don't actually know a whole lot about them, other than that they are... Um, a reason a lot of uh, other they're they're one of the early species that spread a lot of technology across the uh, across the galaxy, uh, like um, they have a lot of like energy particle uh, physics um, sort of stuff that they that they spread around. Um, and and they kind of retreated and disappeared like 200 or some odd years ago okay so there's a very good chance there may be unnatural made structures yes um it, it is known to be a luminoth world you just seem to be in a natural area uh, I guess one more quick question is um did they uh, have like surface cities or were they like under uh, ground dwelling race 
Um, primarily surface, but they were known to build underground. Okay. I think that's it for now. So I will just, um, I'll take a look around to see if I see, uh, the figure that walked by. Um, uh, we'll have, um, Ama make a perception and we'll see what she does. Uh, that would be, that'd be, that'd be a 24. All right, so, uh, Ama, uh, you, you're walking along following the trail that, that you, you forced for yourself. You walk past, like, this neat limestone column, and you're going down another branch of the, uh, of the, um, canyon, uh, and, like, you walk past, and then, like, your brain, like, goes, hey, there was, there was something off to the right there, um, maybe a person <laughs> or take uh, I look I look that uh, yeah. back direction but they kind of keep going because you know trust in others especially on this place where I know there are pirates uh, yeah, so probably don't um, necessarily like me I uh, don't really fair. just approach people and well you would be able to pick out like the faction uh, space pirates they, they're oh, not okay. human at all. Like they're they're very biotech modified. Oh, okay. Um, uh, they don't have any humans among them. Uh, I'm still gonna. I'm still caught a relatively cautious pirate. Yeah, that's that's fair. So, but you um, know. if you do look back with your 24, you see a human walking along, and he he like looks over at you, and uh, um, Kelly, you see you see her kind of like lean back into the thing, but then like go back away i keep i keep walking she keeps going yeah i i got i got i got you know loot to plunder so you know i gotta um, beat everybody to get the good loot <laughs> kelly will begin heading towards the individual okay. and start yelling hey hey hello hey Excuse me. <laughs> she 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 stops. She does stop, and she basically does that reaction, a big sigh, close her eyes, kind of just you know, and then slowly turns around and just looks back at the person approaching. So I guess this is a good time to describe Kelly. Uh, Kelly is a average height, uh, apparently male human, um, probably somewhere in the range of five eight, five ten. Um, thin body structure. Um, they're currently wearing um, what looks like a poofy, um, like all weather jacket type thing you know almost like a space age version of like you know the the puffy uh jackets that are out and about now uh with like the silver you know but like you know the silver you know meant for to deal with all forms of weather has gloves on um uh probably poofier pants similar to the jacket um and um boots uh for like uh travel um trying to think and they they look almost like um very st 
standard issue um, the equivalency of like a if like a how to put it uh, a hiker or something like that uh, he's got a hat uh, like a, almost like a matching silver hat over his head that covers his ears he's wearing what look like um, spectacles or glasses uh, but you can tell that they have various readouts going across them. Um, he does not appear to be armed in any way. You don't see any gun holsters, weapons of any sort on him. They're really with him. I don't actually might have that. I might be wrong about that. Left. Yeah, he doesn't actually have stuff. He looks like he's just some guy. Hey everyone, looks like we lost a little bit of audio, but we're going to get right back into it. I hope you're enjoying this story so far. I'm very excited about what this party and Sean have uh, cooked up for everyone, so uh, right back into it. So Kelly just looks like he's in a poofy jacket, matching kind of poofy pants, and boots, gloves, uh, um, a one of those like hats that pulls over and flaps over the ears could potentially flap over the eyes if necessary uh big spectacles with clearly some readouts going on that look like they're you know they're kind of can't tell if he's wearing them or integrated into something they're just kind of covered up by the flappy ears things um and yeah he's just like no backpack no weapons just saying just waving his arms like hello hello excuse me Hi, Miss. Um, hi, uh, I, I'm Kelly. I'm here with. I'm here. Uh, I'm, I'm from the Galactic Federation, um, uh, uh, and came here for an assessment uh, um, uh, job. And um, may I ask why you're here, ma'am? What's it to you? I'm here. Well, again, I, I'm here on an assessment job. I'm. I'm. I'm cataloging and uh, seeing. Uh, what, what's been going on? There, there's some, there's some trouble that's been on this planet. Well, I, I crash landed, so I'm stuck here. Uh, I see. That is, that is, that is very unfortunate. It seems many people have crashed. In, in fact, in fact, uh, my ship is also um, damaged. Is yeah. yours working? Uh, no. Oh, no. That, I'm that, going that... over to that ship over there to see what I can, um, um, take. Yeah. You know. Well, I'm gonna see if there's any survivors. Yes, yeah, that's that's a good idea. But also, maybe this, maybe the, maybe we can combine, you know, all the parts and we can rebuild my ship. That's something that better. Sounds, that sounds like a, a fantastic possibility. Uh, I mean, I, I was hoping that um, I'd find something working to be able to leave leave this place. Yeah. You know, once my once my analysis is uh, uh, complete. I, I see. Hi, I'm 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 well, I'm Captain Amalie Snow, but you can call me Ava. Oh, oh, it's a pleasure. People... It, 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 Kelly puts out his hands for like a handshake. Uh, I I take it, and uh, I, it's sort of a half-hearted uh, effort. Kelly, make a culture. You can okay. kind of tell this. <laughs> that better places to be than right here. Um, that's gonna be a total of huh, <laughs> twenty-seven. Is it really? Yes. Um, what the uh, hell? You recognize that name? She's what? a wanted space pirate. Not what? the faction, but pirates. 
like, oh, in general. Oh, it's, 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 oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to to meet you, uh, Miss. And he kind of like pulls you in, uh, unless you like highly resist, and just kind of looks at you really close, like, oh my, yes. Mm, it just like kind of looks at you like super close, kind of uh, definitely on the awkward side what for a moment. What are you doing? And I will pull back because this oh, is I, a little sorry, too I'm sorry. weird. I'm sorry. About what that. are you? What? What are you? If I get something on my face or something? Uh, yeah, I have a little little switch there. Uh, oh, 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 and I wipe. I go to wipe off wherever. Well, uh, let, 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 let's let's continue. Um, let's let's continue uh, with your your idea. Your idea sounds um very very good, and we should um do that. I'm sorry for laughing, but I can just wrote exactly what this is: creepy <laughs> nerd with no boundaries, and that's the way she's taking it. Uh, by the way, I guess I should give you a description of my character. Mm -hmm. Um, so I have the midi pulled up because of course I have a painted midi for her. Uh, she has brown hair that's pulled back in a ponytail. Uh, not too, too long. Um, she's got a, she's wearing, well, this is kind of a hot arid place. Ah, fuck it. She's still going to wear a coat. She's got very, she's almost got a, I'm trying to figure out what that exactly looks like. <laughs> Cause I'm gonna say she's got like kind of a, a coat that goes down to about her knees. Um, it's 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 not. I mean, she's not obviously dressed like a pirate, but uh, she's wearing like a crop top and black pants, uh, loose, fairly loose fitting pants and boots. Sounds and, like a rocker. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Kind of. And um, I will say her her data pad is on her wrist. Um, and she has, what do I have here for uh, guns? Uh, unlike you, she does have guns uh, that are, I don't want to say prominently shown, but they're on her belt. What do I have here? Uh, well, actually, she has a sword. So, uh, in a scabbard uh, on her left side, because she's right-handed, uh, she has a, uh, in, uh, she has an ultra-thin dueling sword. And she also has uh, a couple of pistols. Well, she's got one pistol, I'll say, tucked into her belt. And if you know what it is, it's a Thunderstrike Sonic pistol. Uh, she does have a small pack. Um, and she's holding a really large, like, cup with a, with a straw coming out of it. And she looks at you again and takes a big slurp out of it. It is... Cool and refreshing. And with this drink, it's a clear cup. You can't have any. Nope, can't have any. It's a cool, it's a drink. Kelly does look at it and just like kind of does a... With his lips and tongue. <laughs> she just looks at you. Come on, we need to, we need to go. We need to go. We gotta get there. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. Please, please, lead the way. Okay, so you both set off uh, toward the... Toward the... Um, Freighter and uh, back to Mal and uh, Ace or Force. Is it, is it Force or Ace? Because uh, Eric said Force earlier, and I can see that now, and I, I don't know which one's right. Uh, Ace. Okay. Oh, I see it. No, it's Ace. Yeah. Uh, okay, so back to Mal and Ace. Um, you've gotten everything out of the module, um, but now you're kind of just. <laughs> stuck in a 
in a cavern. Um, it's possible to climb out, but it's probably not going to be very easy because like the the chasm is in the middle of the ceiling and not towards the sides. Um, but but Mal does have a very useful tool. I will say that. Uh huh. Mm. Yes. Mm. That could mean anything. Right. <laughs> can we see any like thing walling us in or uh, like rock slided at all um, I mean there's rubble uh, in roughly the middle of the cave because of where the roof caved in um, you can give me a uh, a perception I'll give you a general minus two because of your low light blindness um, to look around and give me a give me a looky loo okie dokie oof that is a rough roll uh, 21 sounds like Prasha um <laughs> so uh, you find on a you know, find on a far wall that like there are micro cracks throughout this whole fucking place to begin with but there's a larger crack through which just the teeniest, tiniest bit of light is coming through. Um, and you think you might be able to use uh, use your um, mining tool uh, to get out through there. Mr. Uh, Mr. Force. Uh, it looks like there's a bit of breakage in that rock wall. I know... I know we had a tool in here for almost this exact occasion if I can if I can find it in here and I I root around in the the giant satchel of uh, items that I'm <clears throat> lugging around in. Ugh, no no this won't do no I just hear nope. everything in the like his satchel clanging up into each other as he's going nope nope and uh, uh, Ace is just standing there just blankly watching him waiting to see what he's gonna do no okay okay and he he pulls out he pulls just out a can of beans massive uh kind of looks like a, a cannon it's uh we uh every ship's got one for us uh it's just i mean i guess a soldier or something might be able to use it as a weapon but we just you know set it on the ground and blast away rubble so uh, if you'll just excuse me for a second set this down and aim her up and uh One actually, can you oh, uh, uh, can I scan can I like analyze uh, this, the integrity of what he's about to blow up uh in engineering I think yeah uh yeah. Because you're about science, to blow maybe. up a wall and we're in a chasm right now, aren't we? You're in a cave. The The chasm is literally the hole in the top of the cave. Okay. But I don't feel indi any indication that... That's what I was saying is you can make a... Um, I, I think it's a, it would be either engineering or uh, physical science. Either way, that would be a 22. 
Okay, so, um... You feel like this area isn't... Like, you don't see any of the cracks that would connect it to the chasm above. So, cool. as long cool. as it's not overly destructive, like, if it's if it's a little less of a brute force tool, um, it should be fine. If it's an okay. explosive tool, probably bad. But that's just a general rule for awesome. the situation. So, uh, I, I rose my hand, said, wait one moment, and then I just kind of, like, uh, move my head around, scan the area, turn back to... Uh, Mal and say structural integrity seems fine. This will be efficient. Great. Uh, can you uh, actually yes. help yes. me with this? Uh, I gotta make sure that I'm swapping modes for this thing. I'm, I'm not too proficient in actually using it, but let's give it the old one-two, shall we? Uh, Yes. Mm, okay. I'll start trying to bore through this rock. Five D eight. That's just gonna ignore the fact that it has hardness whatsoever. Um, um just about yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah. Within, within twenty seconds, you're through the wall, and it like just shears out these these like huge chunks of rock at a time. They just like break off like shale uh in a roughly circular pattern and and yeah it it opens to the light of day outside awesome. um and uh to the other two of you you're walking along you're just you know heading towards the freighter and all of a sudden you hear <laughs> and a hole just opens in the side of the mesa next to you and there's an android and a triangle head ass looking motherfucker sitting uh, there Kelly immediately jumps behind uh, Amalia Lee and I immediately hide. I immediately put my hand on my hmm on my gun I put one hand on a gun and one hand on my sword there we go uh, okay, so as the walls come crumbling in the direction, uh, the cannon is still set. I see these two strangers outside the walls here that we just created. This, well, the opening that we have created. Uh, see someone play, uh, and and I meet it, I match it with uh, a Panite's form into a yellow star heart cannon as I place it over my shoulder, prepared, uh, staring at the two of you. Uh, our two cannons pointed right out of the opening that uh, Mal's weapon created. And we'll come back next time on oh, Expert Heroes. Damn. Next time, same Hex time, same Hex channel, Echo First Heroes. Was that, was that right? Don is requesting you to redo that line. No first echo, do it right, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> same hex time. Same hex channel, Don, right in your ear like this. Same first time, <laughs> same echo channel. <laughs> yeah, please use that take. First echo heroes. I made a grave mistake letting Sean do this. We'll be back next time. Same hex time, same hex channel. Hex grid heroes. You should just you should just have it do like um 
We'll see you next time on First Echo. Echo. Okay, there we have it. Hextrude Heroes presents First Echo, Episode 1. We uh, really stuck the landing on that outro, didn't we? We will continue playing with that. I hope uh, that was fun for you. It was a blast for me to just sit back and watch them all work their magic. Uh, stay tuned next week for the next installment, but also I want to uh, do a little self-promotion in my own podcast for another podcast I'm doing with some other people playing Starfinder. I'm the GM of the Twitch stream slash audio podcast Horizons Unknown, a Starfinder actual play stream of the Horizons of the Vast Adventure Path. The players are a bunch of people from the TTRPG community who are uh, play uh, explorers who go to an alien world, are exploring this, exploring this strange place, um, setting up a settlement, you know, uh, settlement management. It's kind of like a kingmaker in space. We are having a blast doing it. Uh, I do hope you can all join us for that. Uh, you can listen to the audio wherever you get podcasts. I've been uh, sharing the link for that everywhere, but if you want to watch us live, we have a lively little audience building. Uh, it's every other Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern time zone. Uh, come hang out. Uh, some of the audience participation has come into play, has resulted in the play uh, changing, evolving, helping, uh, helping us name creatures and animals, alien animals, so... Yeah, having a great time doing that while uh, still doing all this, of course. And uh, that's it for me. I will shut up. Uh, I hope you have a good rest of your podcast listening day, and I will see you all next time.